There's all kinds of stereotypes about prayer meetings. I mean, some people think they're long, they're boring, they're too sleepy, and then there's other people think that they're wild and they're out of control. Well, is it possible that there could be another way? And why should we even have prayer meetings in the first place? Well, stay tuned because in this episode, we're gonna talk about just that. Here we go. Welcome to Church Tips, the daily show designed to give you practical ideas and strategies you can use to get better, break barriers, and grow the church. Thanks for joining us today. Now here are your hosts, Dick and Jonathan Hardy. I had a pastor friend that I'd become close to over the last number of years, and I remember him talking to me uh, about his church and prayer. Uh, it, in the human sense, people would look at his church and say, oh, this is a pretty successful deal. He's got this thing going. And he told of a time uh, back a, a number of years ago where he remembered being in a, uh, a gathering of pastors where a pastor spoke on the subject of the church being called a house of prayer. And this pastor friend of mine said, you know, my church or the church I'm privileged to serve could be called a lot of things, a lot of great things. And people prayed, but it could not be accused of being a house of prayer. Hmm. And that was a convicting moment for that pastor. And he began a journey to begin to inculcate prayer Hmm. and corporate prayer into the body of the church. So um, uh, that was a great uh, real-life illustration of what it means when the church and the pastor specifically will realize my house needs to be called a house of prayer. So, well, and that's really important because I mean it's it's all about our dependence on God yeah. in in prayer. And I mean we're not doing church, we're not reaching people for no reason right. and just, you know, flippantly it's like, well, we're doing this because this is what God wants yeah. and if this is what he wants, we need to to depend on him exactly. to make it happen. And I mean if you've listened to church tips long enough at all or any of the stuff we've put together at leaders.church, you're very familiar with our uh, Dick and my desire for pastors and churches to be dependent on God in prayer. Absolutely. And so today we want to share with you three reasons that you should have uh, corporate prayer at your church. Now, we're going to refer to this corporate prayer as prayer meetings, but we know prayer meetings have a, it might have a stigma. It has a, you, you have an, you have a, maybe a, a past experience of prayer meetings. Uh, don't, don't necessarily box it into what it was or, you know, some, specific thing we'll actually probably do another episode we need to do yeah, we do. breaking down in 21st century with the society that we live in at least in the united states how can you have corporate prayer that people actually want to be a part of and you uh, know we could do an episode too on stereotypes of prayer meetings and we probably would have way too much fun with yeah, that one yeah. so. so but so anyway in, in reference today we're talking about you know it could be a it could be a, a worship and prayer night right. or you know whatever but anyway we're going to be talking in terms of prayer meetings because we're re- re- referencing corporate, corporate prayer. prayer so yeah, anyway kick well, us off first one prayer meeting here's what prayer meetings will do prayer meetings um, are are exponential ministry multipliers now what do i mean by that so you put these big words together here when it when a church prays it will see more people getting saved the the church will see more of god's grace on that which it does the church will experience more of his presence and god will help the church the the more the body prays together the more you're going to be able to see the lord 
multiply ministry and it will happen exponentially the longer you do it. Mm -hmm. There's a layering effect of prayer where prayer upon prayer upon prayer will do things that you would never have imagined otherwise. Number two, prayer meetings teach people to pray. Now, I get a little aggressive with this one, but I've had pastors tell me, well, our, our people know how to pray. And this is exactly what I say to them, and they don't get too ticked off, but your people don't know how to pray. You don't know how to, you don't know how to pray. I don't know how to pray. We're all learning to pray. The prayer meetings set the stage for people to learn yeah. to pray. Yeah. When, you, when you start going through Scripture, you're teaching the body and you're teaching yourself. Mm-hmm. You're teaching your leaders. Um, people learn to pray by what? Praying. Right. You can't just talk about prayer. You you need to pray. Pray. Uh, the pastor can demonstrate prayer in real time. When you've got the body together, you literally can demonstrate prayer in real time. This, again, is going to be part of what we'll talk about yes. one of these future episodes. Yes. And you're going to de- debunk the prayer stereotypes. Don't, again, I'm to reinforce, don't get stuck in what you remember them to be. You teach prayer as Scripture teaches us to pray. Yep. And if you'll do this, you'll help the body move into a biblical communion with God that they've never experienced yep. because you're teaching them to pray. Yeah. And the third one, Jonathan. Yeah, the third one is that uh, people will never share your vision uh, until they pray with you. Oh, that's and huge. Uh, that's huge. you know, we there's just something about a unification that happens uh, where when people are praying together, they're united together. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the more you pray for your spouse, the more you're united to your spouse. In fact, when you don't pray for, uh, or when you know, if you ever have you know disagreement, whether it's with a spouse or other people, where you have conflict. Uh, and, and then you pray for those people, it helps It helps you. It helps unify you. It helps to bring back that unity. Yeah. Uh, and, and so the same thing is true as it relates to the vision that God maybe has given you as the pastor, yep. that you feel led from the Lord to be doing things. Well, when you start getting people praying with you, then all of a sudden they're buying into the vision that um, that, that God has for the church as yep. a whole. Yep. And so prayer helps unify it helps to create this and so it, it, you know i mean it, i guess that, you know it just unites the hearts of people mm-hmm. and it helps exactly. helps people be on the same page and um and then you can lead with vision and you can uh continue to move th- or make the decisions that you feel like the lord is leading you to make because you've got the body praying in unison with you mm-hmm. and that's huge it is. um and in fact we talk a little bit about this and some other things in episode 22 which if you haven't listened to that i would encourage you to do that and we talk uh, it's similar but different on why corporate prayer is critical church growth principle and so if you haven't listened to that you want to make sure to check that one out and uh and and these three things will be helpful for you as you look if you don't have something in place now uh hopefully this will help create a compelling reason why you need to start moving in this direction because corporate prayer is a must it's huge so let me recap real quick three things uh the three reasons to have prayer meetings first is the prayer meetings are exponential ministry multipliers second is that prayer meetings teach people to pray and then the third thing is that people will never share your vision until they pray with you that's good that's good well 
Anything else, Dick? No, I, I I think if you'll take to heart these things we've just talked about, you're going to see very, very good things happen at your church. Yep. We appreciate you uh, watching uh, this or listening to this podcast. Uh, if you haven't subscribed, we encourage you on whatever platform you're listening to that you uh, would subscribe to the Church Tips podcast and certainly on YouTube. Uh, click the subscribe as well because it just allows us to get the content to you um, in a in a regular fashion. Be sure to share this with others uh, and rate and review uh, if you'll be kind enough to do this. We've got uh, um, a guy Spencer here who uh, uh, reviewed us. Always relevant and applicable. One of the things I love about Leaders Church is the practicality of what they share and the resources they provide. This podcast is no different. It's real life information you can put into place and put in to practice. Thank you, Spencer. That's very kind of you. And so if you uh, rate and review us, who knows? Maybe we'll have your review on on, uh, one of the future Church Tips podcasts. Anything else, Jonathan? That's it. Thank you so much for being with us today, and we'll look forward to seeing you next time. Be blessed. Hey, Jonathan here. Real quick before you go. Did you know 71% of pastors report being extremely stressed or highly stressed? 90% of pastors feel worn out working between 55 to 75 hours per week. And then get this, 70% of pastors say they have a lower self-esteem now than when they started ministry. Can you relate to any of that? In reality, everything in your ministry rises and falls on your leadership. So investing in your leadership is essential to staying healthy and growing the ministry. And that's why I want to invite you to join us inside the Leaders.Church membership. It's your opportunity to invest in your leadership. This online streaming service for pastors gives you access to more than 300 videos plus training material to level up your leadership and improve your ministry skills. If you're ready to give your leadership growth a boost, simply go to leaders.church slash boost. Again, that's leaders.church slash boost. Well, thanks again for joining us today on the Church Tips Podcast. We'll look forward to seeing you next time.